We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by the Blue Wire Network. Dan, I think we've uh, we were uh, you know in hibernation um, for some reason during the middle of the playoffs, but we're, we're coming out. We're out of hibernation now. We're back. Um, we should be good to go for off season podcast. And that's because that's because 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 the Super Bowl is in the books. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, won the Super Bowl. Not something you should be surprised by because they have a guy named Patrick Mahomes. Probably the best player to ever put on a football uniform. Um, but we're not a hot take podcast. Maybe we are. We're not a hot take NFL podcast. So we're not going to debate the merits of Brady versus Mahomes or Mahomes talent, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We are going to break down the upcoming free agent class. It is February 13th, which means we are about a month away from NFL free agency. Over the next month, we will see franchise tags. We will see uh, long-term extensions. And then we will see guys start to walk. So we're going to break down the QB, RB, wide receiver, and a sprinkle of tight end. Um, break down the guys that are heading to free agency, if we think that they'll end up hitting free agency, and where they'll go if they do so. So let's start off with the quarterback position. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is the the crown gem of the quarterback market. will likely get the most money on a per-year uh, deal-type basis of this quarterback class. And if he doesn't, it'll most likely be because – He's taking a hometown discount and or because of his, you know, season-ending injury. So, Kirk Cousins, do we see him as a as a lock to, to stay in Minnesota? Are the Falcons an exciting option with Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and Deshaun Robinson? Basically, if it's not one of those two places, where could he go? Or is it pretty much just Minnesota or bust for one Kirk Cousins? Well, I think the problem he's running oh. into now oh. is that – Minnesota may not necessarily want him. Not that they don't love him and that he hasn't been super productive, but that's not a playoff team. The rest of that roster is horrible. And now you take into consideration the potential for Justin Jefferson looking for a way out or being on his way out. 
they might have their hands forced at trading Justin Jefferson. They might have to let Kirk walk because the rest of that roster is absolutely terrible. So I, I think Kirk is probably gone. The tough part is finding a home for him. So yes, Atlanta is very exciting. Uh, you get rid of Arthur Smith. You still have the weapons, but I mean, it is, is that going to be again, a team that has the players to make a playoff push? Do they think that they're a quarterback away? If that's the case, then you sell the farm to bring in Kirk Cousins and they have, they, they have about the same amount of cap space as Minnesota does. So I don't know that they're going to be willing necessarily to say that they are just that quarterback away when we both know that that roster still has a lot of open holes on it outside of offensive playmakers. Again, the issue becomes where else would he go? You would have to look. I mean, further. if, if I don't think it's going to happen, but if the commander is balked at Drake may the commanders, a reunion might make sense there. I mean, that that to me makes more sense because they are a kind of a fringe playoff team. And you really have to take into consideration the teams that have any money. Commanders are one of them. They don't really have a locked-in quarterback. Yeah, Sam Howell, I think we like, but they very much seem to not. Tennessee well, Titans, yeah, no, Will I, mean, Levis. I, I think that in, in terms of the Commanders, it is, it's rookie QB or Cousins, basically. Yeah, I, I agree. You could even go into that third option where if the Patriots get get shut out of either of the two quarterbacks that they want, if they're not in love with another one, maybe they go the Kirk Cousins route. Again, not a roster ready for playoffs, yeah, but I don't, maybe I, trying to I prove a point see, for a new coach. I don't see Cousins at his advanced age being like, I'm ready to go do a semi-rebuild with the Patriots. I don't see that as a winning spot. I have the Patriots listed as a winning spot for a couple of the other quarterbacks we'll talk about. But I, I don't I don't necessarily think that's a match from a money perspective and also just a like a personality or like projection type perspective. Like I don't know, cousins to New England doesn't make sense to me. Um but we'll talk about more New England matches later on. So I was gonna say the last one for cousins, I think that would make any kind of sense because of uh them having Devontae Adams would be the Raiders. Uh they very much need a quarterback. They have no one they're not going to be really in a position to draft one early either. They might love one of those middle tier guys. Uh, but Cousins there, uh, you know, a team that kind of has been up and down and up and down. And I think everyone loves Antonio Pierce. So maybe the Raiders is a spot. Yeah, that would be an interesting spot. Um, once again, doesn't really seem like Kirk Cousins type Raiders. It <laughs> um, <laughs> well, didn't seem to... like for that for Derek Carr either. <laughs> Let's go on to Baker Mayfield. I don't think we need to talk about much here. He's he's a lock to stay in Tampa, correct? Yeah, it'll just depend on the number, but I, I can't imagine him going anywhere else unless, again, Atlanta decides that they think he's the best option for them and they throw the absolute bank at him. So I do think he's a lock in Tampa. I think he likes it there. Obviously, you have weapons. We'll see what happens with Mike Evans. But, yeah, I yeah, I mean, for what it, for whatever it's worth, Baker Mayfield said at the Pro Bowl, like, Tampa wants me back, and they want to bring me back my weapons. So that infers that, you know, the plan is to bring back both Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans. I think if it's a team-friendly contract, it's very much beneficial for both both sides. 
Now let's go into Gardner Minshew, guy who took over a starting job after an Anthony Richardson injury. There's kind of three pathways for Gardner Minshew in his career right now, entering the 2024 season. So does he have a starting job? Does he have a bridge job? Or is he a straight QB2? Now, the, the, the jobs I, I lined up, if he's a starting job, Atlanta and New England are, are the realistic choices. I think Las Vegas could be added to that, too. Uh, if it's a bridge job, I think Washington or potentially Chicago if they move on from fields. But I think Caleb Williams is honestly a day one starter, so that doesn't make a ton of sense. And then QB2, I think the, I think if, if he's going to be a QB2 for a team, I think, you know, strategically, financially, whatever it might be, he's going to target a team with a running quarterback. So he's going to be like, okay, I'll, st- I'll stay with Anthony Richardson. I'll go wherever Justin Fields goes. Like, I don't know if he really has the opportunity to do something like that, but – I think that if he's a QB2, I think the Colts are a very likely scenario. But if he wants to be more of a bridge or a starting quarterback, he has to go elsewhere. I agree. I, I think I think he'll probably want to stay if he isn't guaranteed a spot. You know, going into a, a camp battle with a rookie or going, you know, going to New York for whatever reason with, like, Daniel Jones to go into, like, a quarterback competition – None of that kind of stuff, I think, is going to interest someone like Gardner Minshew, even though he is that kind of gamer Baker Mayfield type. Uh, he wants to either probably stay in Indy, where he probably knows he's going to get like six games every season because the way Anthony Richardson plays, or he needs to be locked in in a starting position with Atlanta, or New England makes a lot more sense there. Uh, even the Raiders could potentially be an option, but they might not be super happy with you know, the whole Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, you know, <laughs> test. So uh, they, they might be looking for a more permanent solution. But, I mean, there's a, a plenty of teams that are in need of an actual backup quarterback. And Gardner Minshew is, I would say, one of the five best in the league as far as backups go. I don't think he is a really a, a starting level quarterback, but he can start. He is good enough to do it. He is... That fringe type. Yeah, he, he's he's the modern Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. All right. So uh, our uh, obviously QB, we kind of tried to match landing spots uh, through the first those first three. For running back, we're gonna do a little bit different. Running back, wide receiver. We're just gonna list the free agents. We're gonna get we're gonna predict stay or go, and then afterwards we'll talk about bet the best landing spots for those guys who we're we're projecting to potentially go. Um, so we'll we'll go together. You know, you go and then me. Um, so stay or go, Derrick Henry? Go. I think go as well. Uh, Josh Jacobs? Go. I think Jacobs is a stay because I think that his market is not going to be as good as as he wants it to be. He's like, all right, I'm just going to stay in Vegas. Um, Tony Pollard? Stay. I think go there. What? Why do you think stay for Pollard? Well, they just paid him $10 million and he was fine. I think they're going to pay him about that again on the two-year type deal. And, I mean, Dallas likes to retain their running backs. Barkley. Go. Go. I think go. I think that's one of the easiest goes there is, um, especially after they kind of drew out his franchise tag. And he you know, he definitely has some bitter, along with the fact that Giants have been messing with organization. Uh, Austin Eckler. I think stay, but it's that's going to be a, t- a touch, touchy one. I think I think it's stay because a I think he'll probably have some trust in Harbaugh and also I think similar to Jacobs he's going to be disappointed by his market once he gets the market. Yep. Uh, DeAndre Swift stay. I say go because I I I think the Eagles are like well we can just keep on trading fourth round picks for veteran running backs on the last year of deals rather than paid one. Um, so I think that it's likely that Swift finds a more 
The problem with Swift is he's going to go somewhere, and we'll, we'll talk about this, you know, through the landing spots. But I think he's going to go somewhere where the offense isn't nearly as good, but the offense, but the, the money is much higher. Uh, yeah. And then last one, very fringe, uh, whether it's uh, relevant or not, AJ Dillon. Go. I think it's go as well. Um, I think that as someone who's been an AJ Dillon truther for several years, I think I'm going to be disappointed by the role slash money he ends up landing in. Most likely. <laughs> All right. So that's our free agent running back. So now let's talk about best, worst landing spots. Um, best landing spots. And so you just said that, that Dallas is going to retain one Tony Pollard. This might, you might not agree with uh, one of these. I have for best landing spots, Chicago, Dallas, Arizona. Yeah. I mean, as far as just physical touches go, it's hard to beat those ones that, you know, you lose the, the upside if Chicago retains Justin Fields, which I don't think that they will. But if they do and they decide to pass on one overall, you know, that then you lose the upside of touchdowns, but you gain the upside of having a running quarterback because those offenses seem to be better. <clears throat> Dallas, I think I would say it's like 60-40. I'm not overly convinced that Pollard is staying, but... They just paid him $10 million, and they had no reason to. So I think Jerry wants to keep his guys. I think Pollard is one of his guys, and they try to make that work. But I, I would say I would argue that Dallas is the best landing spot for a running back in this class. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of the – you know, I, I like pairing my running backs with, with, with a mobile quarterback. So I'm a big fan of the Arizona Cardinals yep. uh, as a landing spot for running backs. They don't have much there right now. So, you know, get at, and I wouldn't be surprised if they end up going the swift route. I think that would be very solid. But I guess I, I do think that, uh, if you're, if you're hoping for a swift Arizona, you're going to end up with swift in New England. Um, speaking of New England, that's who I've listed as the worst landing spot. I know they have Ramondre Stevenson, so maybe there's a chance they don't dip their toe in the, the, the running back market. The Titans, so with, their new coaching staff and with Will Levis, would you grade that as a good average or bad landing spot for a, a free agent running back? Or do you think that they just roll with Spears and maybe a, a rookie? I think it's bad currently just until they prove that it isn't. I mean, yeah, you had Derrick Henry for what, eight years or however long it's been. Uh, that doesn't make it a good spot for other running backs. We're talking about Derrick Henry. So New offense, new new everything. I think it's probably going to be Tajay as you know a backup or role player, and they try to find one of these guys. Maybe they overpay to bring in someone like Saquon Barkley. Try try to sell some tickets because as unexciting as Will Levis is under center, you know they don't really have anything else there currently. Right? I mean, yeah, they, they bring in uh, DeAndre Hopkins. No, they, they had Hopkins, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, but that's it. You you have nothing on that roster now if Derrick Henry's gone, nothing to sell tickets. So is there a bigger name than Saquon Barkley for ticket sales or to help boost that offense, to help provide something to Will Levis when all he could do with Derrick Henry was turn it around and hand to him? Saquon Barkley provides a very versatile weapon. I, I think that would be that would turn Tennessee from a bad spot into a good spot, depending on who goes there. And staying in the AFC South, another guy who I didn't list as a free agent because not much not much dynasty value, but Devin Singletary is a free agent, so I think that matters more so for the Texans than it does for Singletary from a dynasty value. So if Singletary does walk, which 
I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Wouldn't be surprised if he returns. You know, it's kind of a fringe guy. Uh, but the Texans, if they were to go chase after one of the bigger names, a Josh Jacobs, a Tony Pollard, a Saquon Barkley, if they go after one of those guys, that is one of the better spots with CJ Stroud, Tank Dell, and Nico Collins emerging as one of the best young offenses in the NFL. I think that could be the the next best landing spot to Dallas, uh, just because of that young offense, the amount of pop that the offense has already. But Houston has been, you know, a little bit cautious on spending at running back over the last however many years. So I think unless something changes there or they love one of these guys, you're probably just looking at the continued like patch and play rookie and cheap vet, just guys that fit their system. Um, but again, if they love one of these guys, you know, Josh Jacobs would be amazing here. Saquon Barkley would be amazing here. I don't love the Derrick Henry's here. Uh, Tony Pollard could be maybe a cheaper version of the first two, but he might demand more than Josh Jacobs as well, which is absolutely absurd. Um, Swift could make sense here as well. You get you get more of that kind of flashy scat back type. And, you know, if Swift, Swift wants to leave Philly for whatever reason, unless they decided to keep him, um, that, that one could make sense too. I think, I think, a lot of these guys get a boost in their dynasty value by going to Houston, to Dallas. I like the Arizona one as well. We'll see if Kyler plays. Uh, and then Chicago, I think, depends on what they do. If it's Caleb Williams, I think it's less likely. How much they like Roshan Johnson. Because I think Khalil Herbert is a very clear NFL RB2. Uh, and if they think Roshan Johnson is RB1, I don't know if that's true, but if they think he's an RB1, they're not going to do anything. Anything, but if they don't, they could very easily invest in running back. Now, before we wrap up running backs, is there anyone from this list, Henry, Jacobs, Pollard, Barkley, Eckler, Swift, A.J. Dillon, Devin Singletary, both on the buy and sell line, is there one of these guys that you're, like, desperately trying to buy or desperately trying to sell or both? Obviously not the same person. Uh, before free agency hits, I think that Paul, I think Barkley is probably the one guy who has the – potential to crescendo very high with a very good landing spot. Obviously, all these guys would, would gain value with a good landing spot and lose value with a bad one. But I think if you put Barkley in a Houston, if you put Barkley in, a, in Arizona, you know, he goes from a guy who's probably falling in like the fourth round of a startup right now back to like a late second. Yeah, I think Barkley is definitely has the highest ceiling as far as what his potential landing spots could be. Get him out of New York for the love of God and – I mean, we could see we could see early early career Saquon again. We could see that big, you know, explosive playmaker who is just constantly getting into the house. So I think he's probably my biggest buy. I would say Henry's the obvious sell, but I also think that if Tony Pollard is anywhere but Dallas, he's a sell. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think with, with Henry and Pollard, I don't think you're getting much if you're selling either of them right now. Like, sure. I think Hen, Henry, you're probably getting like. 201 to 204 range. Pollard, you're probably getting like 110 to 112 range with a shade towards, you know, the age factor. Uh, but yeah, I think that the, the clear buy here would be, uh, Barkley. And I think Swift is, of the guys who actually have, you know, some more sustained value, Swift is a potential sell if you're worried about him going to the Titans. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all of your relationships, whether that is friends, work, your significant other, or anyone. I think sometimes the biggest challenge for me is the relationship with myself. That is something that I have worked on with my therapist at BetterHelp over the course of the last 12 months that I have found be very beneficial. The main ones of those being learning positive coping skills to empower myself to be able to deal with certain situations in better ways than I was previously. I mentioned that relationship with myself. Having the therapy, having a therapist and having the opportunity to discuss those things has helped me start 2024 with a more positive version of myself than in previous years. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash rotoviz today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash rotoviz. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, let's move on to the wide receivers. This is a very bad wide receiver class, and there's a potential. I, I'm going to list four wide receivers, and I would not be surprised at all if three of those four wide receivers stay where they are, um, as evidenced by, by my upcoming predictions. Uh, first, uh, Mike Evans, stay or go? Stay if Baker's there. I say stay as well. Uh, Calvin Ridley? Go. Go. Uh, one one tidbit on Calvin Ridley. If the Jaguars re-sign him, 
the trade that they made turns from a third to a second, no chance they are paying a second-round pick for today, Calvin Ridley. If they do, the Jags GM should be fired. Um, <laughs> next, T. Higgins. Go. I still think stay. I still think stay with T. Higgins. Uh, part of me, that's just because he's going to get franchise tag. Um, so, I mean, theoretically, in the world of, like, signing somewhere, he's not going to be able to sign because he's going to get a franchise tag. But, obviously, you, he could get traded a la Jarvis Landry from Miami to Cleveland. Um, that would obviously be a much bigger trade than, you know, the fourth-round pick <laughs> that Cleveland paid for Landry. Um, but, and the last one, Michael Pittman. Stay. I think stay as well. I wouldn't be shocked if he leaves, but they seem to like him. He seems to like them. So, yeah, out of these three, I have three stays, and I think that the one go is Ridley. Yeah, I mean, the Colts and the Bengals each have $60-plus million to spend, so it would make sense for them to try to get a deal done with these guys. But the way that Cincinnati treated T. Higgins this season, uh, obviously Joe Burrow not being healthy at all. Uh, and probably T. Higgins not being 100% either, but this was way out of the ordinary for them. I, I I didn't like what I was seeing. Obviously, this team is committed to Jamar Chase, as they should be, but T. Higgins is a one, and he, if he doesn't sign that franchise tag, you know, he's got to sit, but he, he, could, he could look for a trade. He could look for a way out, and he can bet on himself as being an actual wide receiver one because he is. No. Yeah. I mean, even with the money, I highly doubt that the Bengals want T Higgins playing on a franchise tag. I think that they're probably like, all right, let's, let's tag you to protect you. And then let's try and get a four to five year deal done. And if we can't might as well trade you because they definitely don't want Jamar chase and T Higgins being free agents heading to the same offseason. That would be bad. <laughs> that would be very bad. All right, so let's talk landing spots. I know we just talked about there's not a th- – th- these might more so be landing spots for potential rookie picks uh, as the rookie the rookie wide receiver class is a solid one. Uh, it's the free agent class that isn't great. Um, but best landing spots, I have Bengals, Chiefs. We added the Jets as a wide receiver two slot. Um, do you have a favorite of this of this bunch? Is it is it the Bengals in a post-second world? Uh. Potentially, I mean, I still think it's got to be the Chiefs, but they've had such misery at that position outside of Tyreek Hill that... Reishi had a good rookie year. Yeah, so I, I, I think Reishi is an NFL wide receiver, too. If they could bring in a Michael Pittman and have, like, two wide receiver two types, I think that would be okay. But I think in an ideal world, they bring in a Higgins. I, I think... I think getting your alpha wide receiver that you haven't had now for a couple of years, and it's very clear on the offense. I mean, they find a way to win because you have Patrick Mahomes, and that is the only reason. It can be so much easier by just spending a few dollars on the position that you let deteriorate into nothing until you got lucky with Rishi Rice. I love Rishi Rice. We've been talking about Rishi Rice all year, uh, but I, I think I think the Bengals is a very, very, very clear wide receiver two designation where I think the wide receiver one position is open in Kansas City because Rishi, to me, is a wide receiver two. However good he has looked as their one slash two this year, I still think he he looks best as a two. 
And now, uh, next worst landing spots, I have Atlanta, unless they sign Cousins, New England. Any other bad landing spots stick out to you, especially ones that could potentially be spending money? Um, yeah, I mean, well, the Colts probably need another one. And do we love that spot if it isn't Michael Pittman getting 160 targets? I don't yeah. know. Well, the, the other, the, uh, the other one in comparison to Anthony Richardson, I would sneakily say I, I like Jaden Daniels. I think he's going to be a, a, a very solid NFL quarterback, but wherever he goes, I want no part in his life. <laughs> um, cause I think that he's going to be very much like, have a Justin Fields type trajectory and Justin Fields has not been kind to, to his weapons. Um, so, uh, whether that's New England or whether that's a team trading up to get the QB three, some, some people have talked about Minnesota, which that would be, you know, Justin Jefferson is good enough that he could, he could surpass any sort of, uh, you know, porous, uh, passing play. But yeah, in, in terms of like getting ahead of it, I am going to be selling or passing on Jaden Daniels weapons, at least as of now. Yeah, for sure. And I think another one that can either be really good or really bad, again, depending on the trajectory of its quarterback, are the Tennessee Titans. You know, Will Levis, if he if he keeps building on this and continues to make some of these throws, I think the Titans could be an okay landing spot, especially now that they are going into a not that system, right? Something new, something fresh. Get away from the Derrick Henry. Start moving the ball around. You have Will Levis. So, that could be a good one. The Jags don't have a lot of money, but they need a wide receiver. And I can tell you, it's not going to be Calvin Ridley. <laughs> yeah. Well, my only question there is, is that more so, like, how how much do you, like, basically it's asking how dumb are NFL teams. But, like, how much do you think the Jags are considering the, the, the bump down from a third to a second in their conversations with Ridley? Like, do you think that's a major factor or a small factor, like, I think as like fans and as analysts, we're like, it'd be really dumb because you're going to lose that much draft pick. But is that like a huge factor in their negotiations, do you think? Or is that in our heads? I mean, it's effectively a free third round pick. You, it, well, well you're, you lose a second, but the cost of that is about a third, right? Two thirds for a second, give yeah. or take. And then you have to pay somebody who has been mediocre at best. I, yeah. I, I would, I would be surprised if they're even having real conversations in contract negotiations with him. Take your take your profit on your pick and not having to pay a second and go find literally anything else that's better. I think their best opportunity is going to be drafting here, but they could find their way into one of the middle of the road wide receivers like they did with Christian Kirk and find some success. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going to be fine. I don't think he's ever I don't think he's ever going to be Patrick Mahomes. But I, I think that ship has sailed, but he can be solidified in, you know, the good to almost great tier and be just enough quarterback to make those wide receivers work. I, I don't think he needs an elite playmaker, but obviously giving him one would be great. All right. Now let's wrap up the show with a dash of tight end. Dalton Schultz staying in Houston, right? I would imagine so. I, I think it's going to depend on what the Texans want to do again. They have $65 million to spend in free agency and they have 55 players signed. So, uh, they can do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> they, uh, might as well bring him back if he makes sense in the system and they like the, like the way he plays. I mean, he's been solid for his, his entire career when he's been healthy. 
So why not? I mean, are there any other tight ends that are going to be even worth looking at outside of drafting Brock Bowers? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Brock Bowers is obviously the huge chip in this rookie slash free agent class as far as tight ends. But yeah, uh, I, I don't, I don't see, I think that if the, if the Texans are going to make a splash at RB wide receiver tight end, I think it goes RB1, wide receiver 2, tight end 3. And really the only splash they're making at wide receiver is the potential Mike Evans homecoming because he's from Texas. Um, but as a Bucks fan, I'm just not talking about that until it happens. <laughs> now, I think he's locked into Tampa, but I, I would agree. I think, I think we see the Texans focus on, you know, getting that last skill position set. I, I think they try to find a running back, whether it's through the draft or it being one of these lovely free agents. The problem is the NFL hates paying running backs and we've got a whole bunch of them now that are looking to get paid. Yeah. The, and I think this probably happens a lot, but the, the rookie class and the free agent class are like inverse. Like the RB class is absolute trash. The RB free agent class is, is flush from a, at least, you know, free agent perspective and the wide receiver class is very good, lots of depth, maybe not quite like – actually, no, there is the top-end guys with Neighbors and, and Marvin Harrison. So, yeah, it's flush at the top. It's flushing with depth. And then the – but in the free agent class, it's a lot of guys who are probably going to stay with their teams. Yeah. No, I, I think I think it would be a very, very interesting thing to keep up with. I want to see where these teams are spending their money uh, because there there is a good amount of high-end – skill players here. I mean, yeah, the wide receiver class is only a few deep, but there's a bunch of middle of the road guys and running back. It'll be, it'll be fun to see if anybody actually goes back to spending money on this. I think we see Saquon get a good size deal. I don't know that he necessarily becomes one of the top few pay. Well, he probably has to, to make, you know, the cap going up and all of that to make it, everything makes sense. But I think the other ones are all going to be, you know, the, those older backs are going to be looking at contenders. I think you could see, you could see some of these guys yeah. looking for your Chiefs, looking at the Ravens, looking at, uh, you know, the Eagles could be a, a premier spot. Think about Derrick Henry with Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Just think the tush, do the tush push with Derrick Henry. It's, it's gonna be like a twenty yard game every time. Yeah, every time. Alrighty, that should wrap us up for today. Make sure you subscribe. We have, uh, you know, MFL rollover for those that play in MFL leagues. That should be happening by the time you listen to this podcast. So we're in a new dice season. It's twenty twenty four. Make sure you subscribe to Rotoviz RV Radio twenty twenty four. Ten percent discount. Supports podcast. Feeds Dan and I's children. Dan and I's dogs. If you want them to be hungry, like you cannot subscribe. But like you know, I, I care about Dan and my my own children and dogs. Uh, maybe you don't. You know, uh, just guilt tripping you there. They don't care about me, but it's okay. <laughs> Alrighty, that's wrap us up for this week. We'll talk to you guys next week, probably. Like I'm gonna say, like eighty five percent. I'll go seventy. I'm I'm a good seventy on 70. that. Seventy. <laughs> we will. Hey, listen to me closely. We will be here next week. We'll be here next week. Kadoosh!